0: This is Go Talk, powered by DesignWise, and I am sitting down with future design legend Scott Fuller, founder and designer of Studio Temporary. How you doing, man?
1: Doing good. Caught me a little blindsided with that uh, intro there, but uh, <laughs> you know. But hey, we'll see what happens, man. But yeah, yeah. cool.
0: Welcome. Thanks, man. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out just to talk to us and. Uh, just kind of get your perspective on what it takes to be successful, whatever that means. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what are you doing today? What's
1: what's what's planned? Ooh, what is planned today? Uh, well, I didn't plan on sitting in traffic like that this morning, so that was a little rough. But, um, you know, come in, I'm going to record this, you know, with you, and it should be fun. And then I've got... Uh, got two speaking gigs back to back this weekend and next weekend. Uh, so I've got a prep for that. Uh, I've got another uh, man I've got logos that I'm working on illustrations, follow-up. Brands, all kind of crazy stuff. My to-do list is really long today, um, so let's. Uh, we're gonna have to hurry this thing up, okay? I, I know you said an hour, we might have about ten minutes. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. I'm actually. I'm gonna be working while we're while we're doing. Now no, this ha- this has my attention, man. I, I, this is how I work. You know, I have a list start at one thing give it all my attention I finish it I yeah. go to the next thing all my attention so right now you have all my you have all my attention all my attention so this should be uh, this should be a lot of fun cool man yeah. cool cool and a well, uh, special shout out to Miss uh, uh, Emily for, uh, for setting us up
0: yes with this Emily Haynes thank yes. you so much for this uh, this connection I, I take
1: this- back everything Brandon said about you <laughs> so we'll be good Thank you, Emily.
0: I, I'm excited to be here. I think so far, uh, you're the first designer we've had, uh, which is kind of it's kind of interesting because I'm a designer, and you would think that designers should be just like doing podcasts you know, with other designers. To, we talk to yeah, exactly. each other every
1: day. Exactly, we talk to each other every day, like man. You
0: gotta you gotta get some some variety, yeah. you know, in these these podcasts. Could you imagine if I just had a podcast full of designers telling me the same exact thing? You know, it just. You got to get variety, different perspective. Absolutely. You know, so I'm 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 really happy to be sitting down with you. This is cool. Yeah, man. Um, so let's just just kind of get into it. I want to know your journey. Like like let's let's start from uh, career birth.
1: <laughs>
0: Where, <laughs> what is it that got you to start designing? How did you get there?
1: I think I. <clears throat> you know, I was um, I was born in 85, um, originally from Noonan, uh, Georgia. It's about 20, 30, 25, 30 miles southeast of, of downtown where we're currently sitting. And uh, I, I always enjoyed the, the painting and the drawing and the different things like that. But there was another aspect to it. Uh, uh, my dad's shop was right there by a train yard, so I would constantly see those going back and forth. And I... I always love the designs and the colors and everything like that. The CSX logo is the first one that I really remember. You know, that beautiful train. Uh, and those, just the blue and yellow and gray and just how, how well they work together. So I'd go home, you know, six, seven years old, and I'm making my own train, my own little thing. And I didn't know it was design. I, I didn't know what it was. Uh, my initial uh, career choice, and I actually... Um, you know, said, this is going to be my major, you know, was going to be mechanical engineering in college. I did uh, my dad's machinist. I did uh, trigonometry, physics, calculus. I did all that stuff in junior, senior year of high school in preparation to do something like that. So I, you know, I I kind of think along those lines still. But there was always something in the back of my mind saying, "Are, are you sure? Are you sure? So I went to school, I I went to, you know, visit the college that I was going to, and I spent the whole time in the the art department, the design department, Mm. and I realized, you know, that was it. That was it. These were my people, you know. So I came back, told everybody, everybody got, I got the looks that everybody gets, (laughs) you know, oh, I was going to do mechanical engineering, but I'm going to go do art instead. Everybody was on my side, right? Yeah. Not so. (laughs) But um, my first year and a half, uh, I did, you know, drawing and painting and figure, you know, drawing and whatnot. And I thought, okay, this is art. This is this is it. After about two years of that, I I was just done. I was like, this is I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. It's like I love drawing, but I don't want to just look at something and draw it Mm -hmm. or look at something and paint it. I I was tired of it so I said I'll come back I'll give it one more semester my first class was a design class and I realized this is what I've been searching for my whole life it wasn't until my junior year of college that I realized that one it was even a profession Hmm. Uh, two that it had uh, legends and and old masters and rules and all these uh, uh, things you were and weren't supposed to do and you know all these things you could do and maybe you should and Maybe you shouldn't. You know, it, it was all over the place, and I loved that. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of dove head first, uh, head first into it. From there, um, it's kind of interesting. You, we were sitting here talking uh, prior to the start about kind of the focus at the beginning of your career. You know, obviously make the good work and everything like that. But it's 2008 when I graduated. That wasn't a good year for much of anything. Yeah, I mean you know the recession and all the craziness man i got out of college i got an internship and then just the bottom kind of dropped out of, of a lot of stuff and i was affected you know i mean i'm an intern yeah, <laughs> you know right. they're not going to keep they're not going to keep me around so it took me 2 years out of college to find my first legitimate design job mm. so during that time you know my focusing on the work? Yeah, I'm focusing on the work, but I'd say even more than the work, I was focusing on those connections. You know, I got to know people. I got to know people that I maybe, you know, how do you know this person? You know, I mean, I was getting that question. You know, we'd have folks from agencies coming, you know, they'd see me, do you know this person? Mm. And I would introduce people. You know, at that level, you know, it was somebody right out of school who hadn't had a full had not had a full time design job yet, but I knew how to talk to these people. I knew how to introduce them. I knew how to make connections. So that had that stuck with me. You know, even when I didn't have a job, even when I was struggling to get by, I still had that. Yeah. So, you know, I remember the and you know, you for you young designers out there, tell me you hadn't heard this. You know. You need three to five years experience. And they're telling you this out of school. So in the back of my mind, as most of you have thought as well, if not all of you, how am I supposed to get said experience right. if you don't give me a shot, right? <laughs> so it's, uh, it, but that's what it was, man. And You know, at that time, it was five to seven years. I mean, it was wow. it was insane. But, you know, I just said, all right, well, if I can't do this, I'll continue to work on my stuff, and it's better to have more connections than less. Yeah. And it's carried over even to this day. Uh, I, I still do that. I still, you know, hook people up as best as I can. Uh, I stay in touch. I meet new people. And for me, that's that's just a part of... For me, that is a part of design. That's a part of, of who I am. There is a community aspect to it. And... I think design in and of itself is a pretty tight-knit community, and I think it can be. Um, You know, even with all the different types of of jobs, the types of people, the type of of, of backgrounds, everything. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I've learned so much in the last couple of years. You know, people that, you know, I met for the first time, and, you know, you wouldn't think, man, this guy's taught me a lot about this, or, or this girl taught me... This or that, but it's true. It's amazing. So Mm -hmm. it's all out there. Um, So, what were we talking about again? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, back to not having a job. Um, So, I was working, this is 2010, end of 2010. I'm working in an, it's not even a real Apple store, y'all. It's called Peach Mac. I couldn't even get a job at a real Apple store. (laughs) It was bad. Well, I happened to sell a computer to the right guy. Uh, he owned a trucking company off of uh, Moreland Avenue here in Atlanta. Um, it's about five or six miles off away from Memorial Drive, uh, and uh, he lived there in Peachtree City, where I was where I was at the time. And uh, he said, "Do you do uh, freelance work as well?" And, you know, I'm standing there, my little Apple, you know, T-shirt and everything. To, oh yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, freelance. Yeah, they hired me all. You know, you know. Would you like Apple Care with? The, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know. So he said, well, come on up. I might have some freelance work for you. Okay, fine. So it's like a half a day. I go up there. It's about a 20, 25-minute drive. And uh, we get up there. How's it going? We chit-chat for a minute. He asked me if I'd help him update his iPad. I said, absolutely not. And then he said, "Um, so uh, I actually don't have any freelance work for you. Well, at this point, I'm pissed because I'm just saying, you know, I took a half day. What's going, you know, what's going on? You know, I don't voice these things because I am a professional after all. And uh, he said, uh, no, 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 you don't understand. He said, I don't have any freelance work for you. I want to hire you full time to run, to be in charge of all the design that comes out of this place. Catalogs, identity design, signage, packaging, products, posters. I mean, everything. Everything. I almost quadrupled what I was making in the space for about 10 minutes. Wow. Um, and, to, and then uh, that night I went home, <clears throat> and I'll never forget that day. I got that job, I came home, I told my wife, and then that evening uh, she comes running into our room to say that she is... Uh, Pregnant, so all of that happened on the one, wow. on that one day. My son, who uh, a week and a half ago celebrated, he turned, just turned seven. Wow. You know, so it's uh, we took him to Disney World. It was amazing. It was my first time going too. So, um, so I was there for about a year and a half, uh, almost two years. Uh, I got laid off completely unexpectedly, and uh, I felt like I just went back to those first couple of years. I couldn't find work. Couldn't find this. It was nuts. We actually, uh, my wife and I came home one night to an eviction notice on our door. Wow. Wow. I, I fell behind. I couldn't I couldn't get to work. I mean, it was just nothing. So that'll kick you in the nuts. Yeah. You know, so here we are. You know, we had two days. We got to get in. We got to get out. And I, there was no way I could stop it because I didn't have the money. I, none of us did. And, uh, you know, we're sitting there. We got, it's like one in the morning got all of our stuff packed up, we're sitting in the middle of the floor, you know, and my wife and I are just, uh, you know, we're just sitting there just weeping in the middle of the floor, and, uh, you know, for me, you know, design took on an even bigger meaning, you know, not only am I going to do this because I love it, but, you know, and it was always to provide as well, but, you know, I swore That that would never happen again. Um, We went to, um, you know, it was during. It was actually during that time that I actually founded the, came up with the idea of the studio temporary, and uh, that was a little over, that was over six and a half years ago that I came up with the idea, and in March of next year it'll be four years that I've been running it full time. Wow. Uh, It's uh, it's been a crazy journey and a long journey for sure. Not easy, you know. This is, uh, I've said it on, I've said it in podcasts before, but you get out of this exactly what you put into it. If you're not willing to put in the work, you know, no matter what is happening in your life, it doesn't matter where you are mentally, physically, emotionally, socially, geographically, whatever, you still have to put in the work. Life didn't give me a pass. It won't give anybody else one so at that point, especially in those times of, you know, those trying times, you still have to be willing to put in the work. There is no excuse, none. And I had plenty of them, believe me. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I had to not go out, you know, I had to skip some things. Why? I had stuff to do. I had to work on this. I had to work on that. And I knew that putting in that time, especially at the beginning of my career and even now, you know, it's only going to get better from there. But you got to put in the work.
0: Yeah, that's that's a crazy story. (laughs) Um, Well, what's crazy about it is that you I don't think. I don't think kids are hearing that story today. You know, they're not.
1: You go to when you go to a design conference and I have nothing against any of these people. I don't. But you hear all these incredible things, you see all these amazing pieces. You know, I want to, I want to go there, and I want to. I don't necessarily want to hear a sob story. I just want to know what it took for you to get there, and how that happened. You know, yeah. people might. I've heard some folks. They might look and say, "Man, this kind of stuff just dropped into their laps." It seems like no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You know, every time I hear somebody say that, I just get sick because you know and is it a strong word yeah but i know what it took for me to get to that point and for somebody to delegitimize it by saying oh i just fell in as I've not did not did you yeah. know it's amazing how much stuff quote unquote falls in your lap when you're working your tail off you yeah. know that's really all i have to say about that
0: sweat equity is a uh I think is a great term that many of these kids need to know um, that it's not about how much money you invest in the equipment. It's not about how, it's not even about how good you are. Um, It's literally about putting in the work until something happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I just think that right now, uh, I don't think many kids are getting that.
1: And that's a thing that, you know, too, if you wanna impress me, I'm not looking at necessarily saying, Oh, your work is this, your work is that. When I look on let's say I look on an Instagram page or a site or something like that, I wanna see how often these folks are posting. You know. If it's three months between posts you just like, you know, what are they doing? Yeah. You know. Now granted I know nobody's gonna maybe not post as much as some of the stuff that I do, you know. I like to do that. But at the same time, I wanna know that they've got some stuff going on that these guys are just sitting back you know aren't just sitting back and just moving from here and moving to there I want to know that they're working yeah and you can tell you know you can look back at where they were you know even a couple months ago if there's that big improvement you know I know that these kids are just absolutely hustling the heck out of it you know you want to impress me that's how you do it yeah it's not about you know it's not about the client I care less who it was for I don't care if it was for your next-door neighbor or I don't care if it, was, if it was some, you know, Fortune 500 company. Don't care. I'm looking at the time you're putting into it, the time you're, you know, you're working on your craft, you know. That's what I want to see.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I know that even, you know, in lean times or something like that, a person like that will still be hungry, will still be working, will still be putting in the time. You know and that's uh you know that's kind of my take on it so
0: do you <clears throat> have you ever had a designer uh, look at you the same way they look at these other people and do you actually go through the entire story with them so that they do see that uh you know it's not as it's not as easy as it's you know there's nothing. Nothing easy
1: is gonna to come to you. You know. Well, I mean, I don't want to go up to them and start to say, "Okay, chapter one." <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. like that. But I have had more people come to me after they, you know, maybe got laid off or they're looking for this or something like that because they know I went through that, and I'm open about it. You know, I'm not. I'm not hiding this stuff. You know, I'm very much a guy who. You know, there are certain things, as we all have, that I just don't talk about, mm-hmm. you know, because that is nobody's business. But when it comes to this type of stuff, I can lay it all on the line because I know that I wish I had somebody who went through that type of stuff when I was going through. I And I had a great support group, but I wish I could have had that. I right. wish there were some things that I was told when I got out of college, um, you know, or... You know, there are some kids that say, "Man, I wish I'd known that when I got out of college." You know, my first, um, oh man, my first portfolio review out of college. AIGA Atlanta, buddy named Kevin Rage. Uh, he used to run his own agency, and then he was at Kids Too for a while, and now he's uh, I think he's on Home Depot now. Great guy, super funny, super forward guy, right? You know what he told me? He said, you're probably gonna get a job out of school. He said, and you're probably gonna hate it. He said, but you might have it for a year, two years, you'll learn a lot, and then you'll move on to a better one. Yep. And he told me, that, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, you know what, I might have a crappy job when I start out, but I'm there to learn. Exactly, you it's know? an opportunity. Yeah, so you, know, you might have some rough stuff going on, but what are you learning? Well, you're learning how to deal with some pretty rough situations. You're still working you know while you're dealing with that and then able to, still able to perform at the level that you need to perform it. you're learning how to make your stuff quicker. you're learn how to get to ideas faster. you're learning how to deal with vendors you all this type of stuff that you're not just going to learn on your own right out of school. you know people forget that type of stuff. but he was telling me we had a, we had lunch a little while back. He said, uh, I tell kids that now. He said they get mad at me. you know. It's, uh, things that can be handed to you, you yeah. know, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to paint a doom and gloom picture of this thing, but at the same time, you know, this stuff takes work. Yeah. This stuff takes commitment. This stuff, uh, a mild amount of obsession yeah. with some people, yeah. you know, one thing I do say, especially, uh, for those designers who, you know, I mean, I got a kid. You know, I've got a wife, and this year will be 10 years that we've been married. In, in December, it'll be 10 years. You know, uh, people have called me obsessed before. And while I believe obsession in and of itself is a good thing, a little bit of it, I think, uh, obsession costs. It comes with a price, and everyone pays it differently. Yep. And you have to decide if it's worth it. You know, at what le- at what point do you just have to sit back and say, okay, this is fine. This is not. You know, I... My price was, for a few years, was time with my family. Like I said, I told you guys I'm going to be honest about this stuff. That was my cost. And I can't... I can't get that back, you know. I can try to make up for as best I can, but those years I can't get back. But you know, it's uh, you know, it's something else. But um, you know, we'll uh, you know, you you just try to move forward and go from there. But at some point, you have to you have to say, all right, what is what's worth it. and I can't go back and change it, but moving forward, you know, I can do a much better job.
0: Being where you are right now, do you regret anything? Do you regret the time away from your family? Do you regret the the eviction? Do you regret it? Do you regret? I mean, because I, I think it's funny, you're I haven't told my story yet, but it's very similar. And Um, I I think, going back to what you said before, a lot of times uh, designers or creatives or whoever, even if they're not creative, they don't tell this story mm -hmm. for sake of, maybe it's because of embarrassment or they have regrets. um, And I
1: do. You do. I do. I mean, there's no way I can sit here as a, living breathing you know human being and say that I don't regret that you know there's no way I can say that I could I couldn't say that you know hindsight is 2020 I mean let's be honest you know we could all go if we had we all have stuff we wish we could go back and change yeah. that being said the eviction the the different things like that and while I would never wish that on my worst enemy it's it's a part of my story, whether I want it to be or not. It made me into what I am, whether I like it or not. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe God brought that into my life so that I could help other folks going through that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. Right. So, do I have regrets? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Um, but it made me what I am, for better or for worse. And, um, it really opened my eyes to what I was missing, to what I could be. And, um, you know, the changes that I had to make. And, uh so yeah uh, mm. regrets absolutely um, but it's what you do with those regrets that you know you can re- you know have this regret or whatnot and constantly you know constantly think on that and constantly go back and forth in your mind and let that kind of hold you up or you could say man I regret doing this I'm going to fix this stuff and that's what I've been working on the last five years yeah. you know I've been trying to make myself into a better person I've been you know, a better, a better husband, a better father. Um, you know, it's uh, it sucks. Yeah. What I, you know, what all happened. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> it, uh, but it did make me who I am today.
0: I think the best piece of advice uh, that I've learned, just being a creative, is uh, in order to be a better creative. You must first learn to be a better person. Yes. Um, And I know for myself, I I definitely have, I feel your pain, man, because I'm sitting here just listening, and I'm like, I've been there. I've been to that point of obsession where, you know, you're, you neglect the people around you, you regret regret the things that are most important, and it's, but you, you're so oblivious to it, where it's almost like you're.
1: We do have blinders on. Man. Yeah, we man. do. You know, we're I mean, so focused. And that's the thing. And it is, you know, you gotta know when to turn it off. Sometimes, you know, and that can be really difficult, especially when you're right in the middle of something. When you finally figured this thing out, and you're just on a roll. Yeah. You know, but you know. Got to be able to take that time. You know, that is one of the things that I truly enjoy about being freelance. You know, it has its ups and downs, many of them, better than any roller coaster you've ever been on. (laughs) But I have flexibility that I didn't have before. Now, what I didn't say was I have a lot of free time. That is a lie. Right. I have flexibility. Now, I can take a morning to take my boy to the park or take uh, you know the family will go to Little Legoland or something up in uh, you know up off of Piedmont Road or something like that but I gotta make that time up in the evening yeah absolutely you know as uh, my buddy Chris says that's my 10 to 2 shift man yeah you know yeah so it is you know it takes uh, it takes some time he's just burning up up here <laughs> <laughs> my gosh <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even realize you're sweating so profusely. (laughs) I didn't even. I didn't even realize, man. It is is boiling up here. We're just sitting here talking this whole time, and then I looked. I looked down, and I'm like, "Why did I wear a red shirt today?" Oh man, my my. Just just to give you guys a, 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 you know, a very dramatic play-by-play of of the toll that this conversation is taking on me.
0: My my wife, she says this thing. She's a first generation uh Jamaican. Ah. And uh she says this thing, it it, it makes me it pisses me off every time <laughs> I hear it, but it's so true. Let's hear it. She says uh those who do not hear will feel. And it's like it it gets under my skin because it's, it's like it's it's true. so true. It is true. And I think If you're not willing to hear at least, you know, let this just be one one case of, you know, how hard this road is or where this journey can take you or what type of tribulations you can, you know, you can you can deal with trials, whatever it may be. um, I just don't want kids walking around thinking. That this creative life is easy, and it's funny because we're not even just talking about like. Well, we I'm haven't even, even started
1: just... talking about actually making anything exactly. yet. We're just talking you know? about life.
0: We're like... not even talking about mental health.
1: <laughs> we're just
0: talking about like, life. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. it. I mean, I do make logos and different <laughs> things like that, and illustrations, and typefaces, and yeah. packaging, and you know, posters and all other kind of stuff. You know, but, but it's just
0: not that important when when you get to. You have to be able to wake up in order to make the things. This is true. And if you're not focused on your mental health, your your the the health and wealth of the people around you mm-hmm. and it, it's at some point you can you'll stop saying I make things well, because it's kind of like
1: it's kind of like the whole this myth for me of of this creative block. I don't I'm not, I, I just don't believe in it. You know, once again, this is me, so take it with a grain of salt. You know, man, I can't think of this, I can't think of that. Well, okay. When was the last time you drank some water? When was the last time you slept? Went outside. Stood up, walked <laughs> around, got, right. to, got the blood back, you know, flowing again. When was the last time you did that? Right. You know, you're hungry. You know, you had breakfast and then you sat down and you look up the clock and it's three thirty, four o'clock. You haven't eaten in seven hours. Yeah. No wonder you can't come up with anything, you know. Yeah. Every time that I've gotten in that position where I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit, it's never been because I couldn't think of an idea. Right. Because I was hungry more often than not, you know, or I just needed, you know, to get up and walk around a little bit. Yeah. You know, and to just yeah. to kind of get that, get that back going, you yeah. know. So... It really is not this big design is not some big myth it's really not you know to be able to come up with this type of stuff it's not some big myth I mean you have to i mean you have to be good at what you do you know that's as with any profession, but there's not a big myth to it, yeah, you know one of the things that I've made uh this is sort of about three years ago I did this t- shirt design for a buddy of mine up in uh in North Carolina this thing called Humbly Made Brain my buddy Mitch Shepherd. <laughs> And uh, the design called Rise and Grind. And it's this gear slash sun, you know, yellow orange kind of a thing. But it fits with who I am. This is not about, you know, getting in and hustling this and hustling that. It's not about that. For me, it's just getting up in the morning, getting into work, and doing the work. And then the next morning you do the same thing. The Next morning, and the next morning, and the next morning, and the next morning. It's showing up, doing what you're supposed to do, and not, you know, not just slacking off in this thing, you know, I'm not just coming in putting in a, this type of work or that type of work, but just getting in and just grinding it out. Yeah. You know, and you do that day after day after day after day. And at some point, something's gonna give. It has to. Yeah. You're right. You know? So for me, that's that's you know, that's kind of my take on that. You know, anybody can learn how to use Illustrator, anybody can learn how to do Photoshop, anybody can learn InDesign. Maybe they should. Maybe they shouldn't. I don't know. In design, he, we have a bit of a love-hate relationship. But anybody can learn the tools. That is not the hardest part of this of this industry. It's sitting down and really figuring out, you know, I've got to do this. I have to do that. I'm trying to come up with this idea. I'm trying to come up with this concept. These help you make it. But the hardest part is learning how to get to that point. Yeah. Right? And that takes work. Yeah. That takes hours. That takes late nights that takes no sleep sometimes you know it takes you know it's whatever it takes you know i agree so that's where you know you know i'll never be certified on illustrator uh, adobe certified i mean I, I see folks that'll send me a resume i'm not hiring just for you guys hearing this i am not hiring <laughs> but i get you know now a couple times a week are you hiring are you this can you look over my stuff i always look over their stuff but on the resume it'll say something like proficient in illustrator well i hope so (laughs) i know photoshop that's fantastic (laughs) you should that's it that's a given you know it's 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 kind of like a race car driver it's like you know i know how to use a stick shift oh that's so good (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome. We assume this stuff, right? You know, I assume that you know how to use the tools. I assume that you have some knowledge of what you're doing. You know, that's the easy part. The tools are the easy part. It's knowing how to use them in the right way. That's where the work comes in. Yeah. That's where the hard stuff comes in. You know, but focus on that. You know, you got to know how to use your tools. Understandably, you have to know how to use your tools. You'll use it in a different way than I do. I'll use it in a different way than you do. If somebody else tried to do it my way, they might not get anything done. If I right. try to use it your way where you get a ton of stuff done, I'll probably get nothing done because we each have our own little thing. How does that happen? Over time, over a certain period of time or whatnot, and it's different for every person, mm-hmm. you know, that's when you start to figure this thing out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I, I've, uh, what I've done to the design community is I've paralleled it to the NBA so uh, I've done this thing where it's like you know if you want to be the best basketball player, what do you do? You stay in the gym all day. Mm-hmm. You're always playing basketball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you want to be the best designer? Well, <laughs> well,, you design all day or you take in design all
1: day or, or And it doesn't art. have to and it doesn't even have to be design. No It doesn't have to be art. I learned more from my dad at a machine shop. My dad never went to college, man, mm. you know? He, raced, he used to race motorcycles, you know, really, really well. Supercross, right? I learned more from there than I ever did at school. Mm. You know? You never know where this stuff's going to come from. So for me, people ask if if I can turn off, you know, the, you know, oh, I got to do this, I have to do that. Can I turn that off? Yes, it does take a little bit of time, but yes, I can turn it off. What I can't turn off We have, uh, I think it was Steve Harvey who said this about uh, comedians. He said, we have this third eye that sees the world in a different way. That's not something you can just switch off. Yeah, you're right. You know, we're the same way. We're the same way. You know, I'll always have my eye open for this type of stuff. You never know where that bit of inspiration is going to come from. Hmm. I told you you'd have plenty of stuff to God to bless edit out. Steve, <laughs> <Harvey. laughs> Steve Harvey. Oh man, I love uh, Steve Harvey, man. Just a, a, cra- a crazy rascal, but I, it's so funny. So, so what are funny. you? What are you? Uh,
0: what are you working on right now? Hmm. <laughs> that you can talk about.
1: Oh man uh, I am working on I just finished up A massive project For our hometown NBA team The Atlanta Hawks uh, I cannot talk about it I, understand. Uh, I come back in a month We're going to do A follow up in a month <laughs> And it'll be all about the, No But uh, I handed in everything This last week And uh, now i got to wait A month To yeah. talk about it oh, I hate NDAs Yeah NBA is great NDA sucks Um, But I'm sure it looks great. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. It is going to be fantastic, man. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, Let's see what else. I'm working on an identity project for a podcast Mm. at the moment, which is kind of cool. I'll get to show some stuff on that today. Um, An Italian restaurant, a new fashion brand Mm. uh, that's coming out soon. Working on a couple of talks. Um, A couple of new posters Uh, And then then a few other things that I just really can't say anything about yet. That's awesome. But, you know, that's, you're getting a look at my to-do list for today. Yeah, yeah. That's not my to-do list for the week. That's my to-do list for today. (laughs) And that's not all the stuff. And that's not all the stuff. Uh. I make long lists. And I try to, I mean, I try to, you know, it's like, oh, just make a list that you can get through. No, I need to make a list that pushes me to, to get all this stuff done, you know. Cause I know I'm going to be traveling here in the next month and a half, and I'm going to be traveling a good bit. Some of it'll be driving, so I can't, I can't really work and drive at the same time, you know. Right. Uh, a couple of them will be flying, so I will be able to do some work on the plane. But you know, I've got to be able to manage my time and to get as much stuff this done, done as possible. We all have the same amount of time in the day. It really just depends on how you use it.
0: Right. So, how do you best manage your time now? What do you use? field notes field notes man
1: <laughs> i uh, that is not an advertisement it is not they're great stuff i love them i've been using them for quite a few years but i've got everything in these things and uh, that helps me out it, it for me if i write something to if my wife my wife tells me this too she said if if you don't write it down you're not going to remember it that's true yeah. I, I tried I true. tried the apps I tried all these different no, things it's it got me so far behind but the moment I start writing this stuff down that's when everything comes into focus for me so I've, I have a system I stick to it as best as I possibly can and uh, you know you just go from there Yeah. what works for me works great for me may not work for you that's fine very true but uh, I enjoy the heck out of it.
0: Nice, nice, nice. What? Hmm, Cause we kind of we kind of went here already, but I wanted to see if maybe you had some uh, maybe something different. So we talked about the journey. Yes um the successes and you know the the downfalls and yes. what it took to get there and um but I want to hear a story that uh is quite embarrassing about a possible failure you may have had oh boy oh um, man preferably something that uh is go talk exclusive <laughs> ah Whichever that may be. Something
1: that I've never told anybody.
0: What would that be? What does a failure look like for Scott
1: Fuller? Hmm. So, mine actually happened this year. Okay. Um, I was working for a client. It was a quick turnaround on something. And uh, I... The parameters were given. I followed said parameters. And... It got shot down. I mean, just, just straight up shot down. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, it's within parameters. I you know, I, I don't understand. And then I was shown, you know, this is what everybody else is doing. Like, well, okay, but you asked me to do this, you know. So we're we're back and forth and back and forth, and, you know, we finally... All right, I think we're finally gonna gonna hit on something. This is great. We're going to we're just going to go with this one. Okay, fine. You know, hit my deadlines and whatnot. A week and a half later, I get asked for all the files or all the the stuff that I'd worked on mm-hmm. up to that point. Well, in my contract it says you get the final files. Not the not all the work up beforehand, you get the final stuff that we that we agree on and I got the email and I called and I said wait a minute what's going on so what we're going to do is we're going to take everything that you had done before and we're just going to create a mishmash and that'll be the final product and I said and whose name are you putting on it I said because it it won't be mine I said because at that point yeah I did a bunch of the work I said but I didn't put this final thing together oh well you know we actually need this and it was a complete change from what we talked about before and we need this thing tomorrow I couldn't do it I said I can't there's no way humanly possible that I can do this in that amount of time already over budget way over budget trying to get this thing done you know I just said you know if I'd have known a week and a half ago that you felt this way I could have fixed it you know and it still bugs me a little bit, even to today, because we could have made something kill it. Now, they ended up with something great, you know, and I'm like, hey, that's fine. You know, that was, you know, maybe they should, maybe that should have just happened in the first place. And like, once again, hindsight's twenty twenty. But one of the pieces that I just did during, you know, during that whole process landed me uh, my biggest client to date. Wow. So while it was a failure to, whether it was a communication failure, whether it was just, you know, we, we just messed up, whether I screwed something up, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to have the best experience on everything you do. But once again, it's kind of like what happened to me early in my life. It ended up coming, something good came out of it and something great which could change the trajectory of my career came out of that failure. Mm. So, so it's kind you, of like you take a, it, yeah. You learn, you move on.
0: Yeah, I think what's cool about that story is that uh, it didn't stop at
1: the failure. No, it can't. <laughs> it can't. You know, here's, well, here's another little thing about me. Uh, most of my friends know this. I am 33 years old. Um, and I have never had a drink before in my life. Mm-hmm. I've never had a smoke. I've never had alcohol, wine, beer, nothing. And I am thankful for that, uh, for multiple reasons. But one of them, and I've, well, i was talking to my wife about this, you know, we've gone through some stuff, you know, just, you know, life wise. I said, I'm so happy. and She's the same way. I said, I'm so happy that I don't I don't drink. (laughs) Do you know how many times I would be you know at home? I would just be completely you know, if that's what if that's what I had to turn to, you know, if that's everything just stops here and you just kinda drown it out and try to forget it. Yeah. Oh. You know, I I want to if I screw up, I want to be able to learn from it. Yeah. Gotta be clear headed to learn from it, you know. Right. So, you know, but that's once again, that's me. Right. But it's um You know, when you have something that, uh, you know, that just goes wrong, just wrong, you can still turn around and make some cool stuff out of it. Yeah. But you'll never know if you just, well, that sucks. And then you just dwell on it and not even thinking about, you know, what you could do. Maybe it was your fault. You know? Yeah. You can be at fault for something. Yeah. You know, we all have story. We all have horror stories. I've stopped listening to them just because that's not the type of, that's not the type of of person I want to be known as, you know, do I have horror stories? Oh yeah. Doesn't mean that I focus on them. Right. You know, I always ask, could I have done better? Not why did I ever do this with this person or whatnot? No, my first question is always, did I screw up? Could I have done better? And then you go from there. And if you look at it in that way, you know, just as a way to continually improve who you are and what you're doing, then you'd be less likely to go around talking about those stories. Yeah. You know? Hmm. These are the people that hire me. These are the people that give me the opportunity to do what I love. Yeah. I'm going to spend my time working hard for them, not bad-mouthing them.
0: I I always tell uh, anyone I talk to that um, in order to get to, to success, you have to get through failure. But that doesn't mean that there's just one moment of it. <laughs> exactly. There's, there's what was multiple that, uh, moments of failure before success.
1: What was that Conan O'Brien was doing a? Uh, he was doing a. a um, uh, was it a college? Uh, it was a graduation speech at uh, Dartmouth. Mm. And one of the at one point during the talk, he said Nietzsche famously said, "What doesn't kill you makes you stronger." But in all of his wisdom, I don't think he realized when he said what. That it almost kills you. <laughs> you know, there's something to be said about that. Yeah. But, you know, you got to go through it. You it's it's just part It's just part of, forget being part of design. It's part of life. Yeah. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to have things not go your way. It's how you react to them that will define who you are as a person, uh, as a citizen, you know, as a, as a designer, as a human. You know. Yeah, I agree.
0: You
1: know, one thing that I always tell students, and that I have also added into my talk, is like your name means something. Long before your, long after your, nobody remember after your work is dust. People will remember you as a person. I'll work on that before I work on my design. Mm. You can have people who are just stupid, talented, but they're difficult to work with. If they don't have the greatest reputation, that's what you're going to think about first. What does your name mean? Not just to you. When somebody says your name, what comes after it? That'll give you a pretty good idea of where you stand. Yeah. And I want people to be able to talk in a certain way about me. Have I made mistakes? Oh, yeah. We all have. You know. Some that I still regret to this day. But, you know, you have to, uh, you know, you have to remember that the most, one of the most precious things that you have, that you can build, is your name. Make that mean something. All this other stuff will fall into place. Hmm.
0: So what does, we're talking about names, Studio Temporary, <laughs> where, did that, where did that come from? What does that mean?
1: So I was in downtown Noonan. We were living there. This would have been about January of 2012. Uh, I was in the back of an old sign shop. If you go down most main streets, especially in the south, in the old old main streets, you'll see houses along the side of the road. Half of those are businesses, right? Yes. So one was this old sign shop. I got a chance to work uh, in the back of this guy's shop when he wasn't there in the evenings, you know. And that's a much longer story. But um, my first night there, I decided to call the place something. So as a joke, I called it the studio temporary. That was going to be like the the project that started me working at this little place, you know, at this point in time. About three months later, I read an article by one of my favorite designers Um, name of Alan Fletcher and if uh, any of y'all have ever heard of uh, an agency called Fletcher Forbes and Gill uh, it is now known as Pentagram he is well he was one of the original founders in one of the last interviews he gave before he passed away he was asked what is the most important tool in your studio and like an awesome design legend he said it's my head great answer right so I read that art. I read that interview earlier that day. I went back to the studio that night, and I'm just sitting there going, you know, well, you know, maybe there's something to this. So I came up with this idea of good design wherever I happened to be, and decided the studio temporary was going to be it. And that was six over six and a half, almost seven years ago now that I came up with uh, that name, and I've stuck with it.
0: So what does that name mean to? Uh, the design community because you're 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 not uh, you're kind of well known a little bit am I? <laughs> to the design community right? <laughs> like you know people know who you are um, it's funny I've brought your name up a couple times and people are like Scott Fuller <laughs> I'm like yeah you didn't that. tell me
1: what they said after <laughs> that though
0: no 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 I'm not saying that part uh, but uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you thank you
0: but uh yeah, so I'm curious. What what type of culture does Studio Temporary have that people would even know what Studio
1: Temporary is? I put out a lot of work, for one. Um, you know, there's never a question of whether I'm going to get something done or get it done right or get it done, hopefully, get it done well. There's never a... You know, is this guy gonna put in the work? You know, it's so funny. I have people emailing me or texting me. Or it's like, you gotta stop posting all this stuff. You're making us look bad, you know? And I'm not, I just, I make and I make and I make. So this is what I hope that people think of me. Now, what people actually think of me, I'll not be so bold to put words in anybody's mouth. All I can do is work as hard as I can to make this mean something. Mm. That's, you know, I hope this is what they think of and that is what I'm working toward. But in the end, it's up to them and it's up to me to do the best job possible. If they see it, that's fantastic. If they don't, I go to I, you know, put my head on my pillow at night with a clear conscience. Because yeah. I know I put in the heart of my, the an honest day's work, a hard day's work. I treated people the way, the right way. I don't care if you're conservative, liberal. You know, I don't care who you are. You know, as a, as a person, where you came from, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I see human. You know, I made a poster, a little propaganda show that said, we all bleed red. It's true. You know, I don't treat anybody any different than anybody else, you know. And I, you know, I want folks to be able to see that. Yeah. You come to me, you're going to get a fair shake, you know. That's, uh, that's me. Is there any room in the future for a studio permanent? <laughs> the moment I moved into an actual studio, everybody was like, oh, you're studio permanent. Now. <laughs> no, no, it'll be studio temporary, man. Got it'll that. be it'll be that. I mean, I'll have my own, you know, I might have my own little something one day, you know. Maybe I hire somebody down the road. I'm not hiring now. <laughs> you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe I will just keep it just me. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see what happens. You know, I have changed as my career has gone on. We all have. Maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. All I know is I'm going to keep doing this stuff because I love it. Long before it ever became a job, I loved it. And I don't need, you know a ton of to go out and find inspiration I don't need you know 15 cups of coffee to get me going man I get up because I love this stuff I get going in the morning because I love this stuff you know what designer gets up at 530 because they love something right that's what happened to me this morning you know so you know you do what you gotta do and for me I do it because I love it
0: got you What's the best piece of advice that you would give a designer who's uh, aspiring or, let's say, a young designer, an old designer?
1: Who would that be? You've got to put in the time. I mean, there, there's, you've, there's, there's no way around it. There are no shortcuts in this thing. You have to put in the work. You have to decide how bad you want it. You get out of this exactly what you put into it, literally, exactly what you put into it. So, you put in, you know, 20%, you're going to get 20%. You know, you put in everything you've got, sooner or later, you're going to get it. That's, uh, you know, my dad did what it took, two jobs, three jobs, whatever, to to provide for us growing up. I learned my work ethic from him. You know, he was always working on something, you know. Labor Day, you know? Yeah, he may not have gone into work that day, but we were still working. Yeah. Doing stuff around the house or building this or building that. We were always working on something. Always looking to make things better. And that's what you have to do. You want to be successful in this or in anything. That's what you got to do. That's what I live by. Get up. Rise and grind, you guys, you know? Get up at the, get up at the crack of dawn or the you know crack of whatever get in do the work do that day in and day out something's going to come of it
0: Mm. i appreciate your transparency man thank
1: you yeah um if you guys want to uh to find me uh online or, or other things uh at studio temporary on instagram and twitter very active on instagram uh my website the studio temporary I've got a new site coming Mm. by the end of this year. My first site ever. I've been in this thing for a decade. I'm (laughs) finally going to have a website. Nice. So it's going to be great. It's going to be really, really good. Um, I'm I'm really excited. Um, I'm going to get this thing out by the end of the year. Uh, But that will be a lot of fun. And if you're ever in Atlanta, downtown Atlanta, and uh, you want to stop by, say, hey, grab a a coffee or lunch or just sit by and chat for a minute. Uh I'm always open. So uh hope to see y'all around Atlanta. And uh you know, thanks for uh thanks for having me, man. This was fun.
0: This was fun, man. I Appreciate it again. This is Goat Talk Podcast, powered by Designwise. Thank you guys for listening.